Good afternoon. As we come today to worship and this last Sunday of Advent, we are getting closer to the end of the Advent season. And sometimes there is always a temptation to give up towards the end. So, well, we are almost there in a way. But uh, as we come today, I want us to focus on Mary in this sermon and mostly what her role she plays today in this gospel of heart. But in the first reading, it gives us about Prophet Micah. But during this Christmas season, there is a very famous song which is always played, and it's called Mary, Did You Know? I think most of you, at least for me, it's one of my favorite Christmas songs. I love listening to that song. So the rate of that song, Mark Lowry is also a guitarist. In 1984, he, came, he went back to his local church and they asked him, could you write for us a song? So she pinned down those words, Mary, did you know? But it was never developed. Years later on, it, gave, it got the rhythm and the song was born, Mary, did you know? So I ask you to ask yourself that question because you're going to look at the eyes of Mary today. But in the first reading, we have Prophet Micah. Prophet Micah is one of the 12 minor prophets, and I guess, least known. But Prophet Micah is one of the most important minor prophets. Because all the prophets foretold the coming of Christ, the coming of the Messiah, but only Micah tells us the exact birthplace of Christ. He says, oh, you Bethlehem Ephlata. Okay, now that was the exact birthplace of King David. So when Micah tells us that Ephlata, we know he's pointing us where he's really coming from. So it makes things easier for us. That's why we shall read the gospel, Mary traveling with Joseph and the birth takes place in Bethlehem. But the real book of Micah, the first chapter, is about divine judgment. Micah sees a divine judgment. He witnesses the destruction of the 10 tribes. And then he's having, he's having this groom say, where is God in all this? But then a vision comes that a savior will come but if you remember in uh, Ezekiel chapter 10, verse 18, we saw that before the temple was destroyed and the Ark of the Covenant disappeared, what happened? The glory of God disappeared from the temple and went to the cherubims. Now, the glory of God returns in the womb of Mary. Mary becomes the new Ark of the Covenant. And that's why today we're going to focus on Mary, how important she is. Like most of us, Christmas is coming, so I guess that invitations have been sent, Christmas cards have been sent, gifts have been wrapped, I guess, and what is left is the execution of the plan on the Christmas day. That's what is left. But think about what's going on in all those things you have to do for this day. Now we have Mary. She woke up like you any other normal day. She had no clue how her day was going to end. 
Okay, now she's going in. What happens? God interrupts her plans for the day. And God always has a sense of humor to interrupt our plans. You can plan how long as you want, but God says, well, I'm going to interrupt you a little bit. Don't be so annoyed. So Mary, the angel comes to her and says, you are full of grace, blah, blah, blah. You're going to conceive a child. Okay, Mary says, lady, you will be done. Now, there is nothing very scary to young parents than knowing that a child is coming. Because once a child is coming, you know it changes everything. It changes your routine, your programs. You've been asking, do you have enough bedrooms in the house? Maybe you need to expand the house. You need to make so many plans. So the angel came and tells Mary, you're going to conceive, have a child. Okay, so many things are going on. Now, what is going on in Mary's head? Mary, she's asking, how am I going to tell Joseph this? How is Joseph going to take it? Secondly, Mary's asking herself, how am I going to tell my parents this? Because she was a young Jewish girl raised in faith. She knew the rules. So now most of you have teenagers. I want you to think about this for a minute. Your daughter comes home and says, mom and dad, you know what? I am pregnant. And by the way, it's the Holy Spirit. How many of you are going to say, oh, thanks be to God, this is great. Let's have a baby shower. <laughs> no one is going to do that. Now Mary has to think through all these things. They're preoccupying her. But she chooses not to focus on that and makes this very dangerous journey in the hill country of Judea. This was a very dangerous journey. She's not thinking about her pregnancy, Joseph, her parents, but she chooses to go and share this joy with Elizabeth, with the person. What's the message around this? Mary's not just the model. She's teaching us that sharing our time with someone is very important. So as we prepare for Christmas, everything is set. It's very easy for us to be caught into making everything perfect, and we forget to be there for the people who are coming to us. So I am going to ask you this Christmas season, when you're hosting, whoever is coming to your house, spend some time with the people. The details will be there. That's not a problem, it'll be there. But what's important is spending time with them. Mary runs to Elizabeth and shares time with the new life, the new mother, sharing a good time. And once they come together, the Holy Spirit takes over. So in this joy of Christmas, I ask you, let's take our joy to those family, friends who are coming to us. Let's take our time to listen to them, to cry with them, to laugh with them. Because above all, that's the message. The Christ who is born is a prince of peace. He comes to do the will of God. So what's the will of God for you today? Let's pray for ourselves asking God that this Christmas, we want you to be born in our families, in our broken families. We want you to be born in our broken church. 
want you to be born in our broken relationships because the one who comes is the Prince of Peace and he comes to do the will of God. And the will of God is that all of us may be one and be saved. The Lord be with you.